so like I said, this is going to be really hard for me because I already know you, but I'm going to try and ask questions as if I don't know you, because I think you've got such an interesting story. Um, and I love the journey that you've been on. And I really want to get that across in this episode. I'm going to try my best. Um, but let's start by telling us what you do in a in a short sentence. Okay, so uh, because you do know me, you know that that is like the worst question in the world that you could ask me ever, um, because I really struggle to pin it down. But essentially, uh, in a short sentence, I work in social media, I manage people's accounts, I do some kind of, uh, kind of, uh, I do like a group coaching program called Cheer Squad, and I work with people one on one. Um, to help them get the most out of their social media that was that was great you wouldn't know you struggled with that thanks do I get a gold star because you also know that I like to get it right (laughs) why do you think it's such a difficult question for you um I think it's a difficult question for me because I don't think I'm at the final destination yet um I feel uh as you said uh like I'm on a bit of a journey and when I started my own business I had no real clue about what I was starting I just was beginning something and I think it evolves sometimes faster than I can keep up with which is an amazing thing but I think being able to pin that down in a way that I can say to somebody else I find really tricky I also don't like boxes and the thought of putting myself in a box um, is something I struggle with, despite the fact that I do frequently do that to myself as well. I wonder how many times we've talked about those boxes. Yeah, we have come back to those boxes once or twice. <laughs> oh, but I think, you know, it's a really common thing because I, I, I feel like I should give context, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, like we have been working together for quite a while. So I've been mentoring you for probably nearly a year. Is it nearly a year? And we've also had VIP days in person. So we've met and we've got like another, you've already booked in like another nine months or something of working together. So we know each other quite well and we talk quite a lot. Um, and I literally messaged you the other day and was like, um, by the way, what would you say that I do? Yeah. And that made me feel better. <laughs> it's just, I think it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like in this industry, we move so quickly things adapt so quickly that it's like half the time your brain just hasn't quite caught up yeah I also think there's a personality thing in there and I think you and I are similar in this way in that we like doing a lot of different things if we had for some reason a job in a potato factory I know (laughs) you don't have a factory of potatoes but you know like where you had to pass something along a conveyor belt a million times in exactly the same way um I think if we had a, created businesses where we did that we would find it really boring and would struggle with it and whilst that's exciting because we're like oh I've got this new idea of this new thing that I'm going to do um sometimes I think uh, this is definitely true for me and I'm making an assumption about you based on the conversations that we've had but I think sometimes we act before we really know what that thing is going to be um and whilst we have like a plan for what it's going to be we like drive it forward with the momentum um of just doing it rather than worrying 
necessarily about what the outcome might be. Um, and so therefore, I think that can sometimes be quite hard to like put a label on. Yeah, and I think it comes with a lot of self-trust as well, doesn't it? Because when you're moving forwards with something and you can't quite put into words why you're doing it or what the end goal is, and you're like, I just know that this is the thing I'm meant to be doing right now. You have to just fully believe in that yourself because no one else is going to see it. Yeah, and that's, I think, the thing that in running a business, I'm almost most proud of the fact that I've developed that because I think if you'd have asked like 25 year old me if I had that self-trust most definitely not like I had no clue like whether any of the actions that were my actions were the right actions I was constantly second guessing myself and I think in creating like my own business I've discovered that I need that in order for the business to survive. I can't constantly be looking at what everybody else is doing. And like, don't get me wrong, I have a network and people who support me. And obviously you are one of those people um, who I turn to and have those conversations with. But ultimately it's my business and I have to trust my instincts. Otherwise, um, like I'd be in that cycle of not really getting anywhere. Um, and as we spoke about only the other day, sometimes I don't feel like I've got a lot of time because I've come to this quite late in life. That makes me sound like I'm 104. <laughs> yeah, no one can see you. So you could be, who knows? Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's so common though, because I feel like that now and I'm 27. And I remember feeling like that when I was like 18. And being like, oh my God, but soon life is going to change. I'm running out of time. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm not sure that that's always an age thing. And sometimes I think it's when you're so ambitious. And like you said, there are so many things you could do. It's almost the realization that realistically of all the things we could do and we would love to do, we probably don't have time to do them all. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And like you use the word ambition and I think for me, ambition is something that I never knew I had. Um, and now I have a business that is mine that I completely own. And, you know, its success, its failure is dependent on me. I am really ambitious for that. And that has then sort of leaked into all aspects of my life. But I think when I was younger, I didn't really think I had ambition and I almost saw ambition as a quality that I didn't want mm -hmm. um, that it was something that maybe other people had and it was something that wasn't desirable to be ambitious isn't that interesting why why do you think it was not desirable um I think there's stuff in there about ego I think um when you I think there's there's a feminine aspect of that as well like of like as women there are sort of boxes that we are there's those boxes there are boxes that we are put into as women and it's like don't be too loud don't be too bold don't be too 
um, you know, confident or outspoken. And I think as a child, I was all of those things. And I think when I sort of encountered the world, I realized, oh, they're things I'm not meant to be. And I think ambition was possibly in there. I think tied up with that is then if you are bold, ambitious, confident, outspoken, and things don't go your way, then there's that fear of like judgment as well. And I think I learned that um, like as a teenager, as a like young person. Um, again, I sound like I'm 104. I'm not. Um, but I think I learned that to be ambitious was something that you had to you had to have a lot to go with that ambition in order to like realize it otherwise you had to face people's judgments and I I didn't really want that um and I mean having children taught me that <laughs> you're gonna face people's judgments every single day and I already had been facing people's judgments every single day and coming out the other side of having young children and them getting older I I realized that like that wasn't the worst thing in the world and then I found my ambition and I think I'm still finding it. Um, you'll know that from the conversations that we have regularly, but um, it wasn't until I discovered that maybe I was ambitious that I realized that there was more that I was like holding back and the, that I could achieve. Mm. Before you did all of this, you were a teacher. Yeah. How did that play into that so did you feel like that was something did you have some ambition to be a teacher or did you become a teacher because you didn't have ambition like how did those two things play in together so I have real respect for teachers um weirdly my mum and dad my husband my brother his wife everybody in my family is a teacher so anything I'm going to say is not um undermining that profession I also loved being a teacher but I think my lack of ambition is what meant that I landed in that role. And then from there, um, I think it's strange because I can see and I could see at the time the way in which we shape certain people to be ambitious in certain areas of their life and other people not to be. And I think there's there's a lot kind of caught up in the way in which we are spoken to as young people about our dreams, about our goals, about like the things that we imagine for ourselves. And I think that whilst like a good teacher can help you find those things, there is also within that the idea that teachers are humans too and their experience of the world shapes your experience and this the same is true as a parent as well I know that I bring my experience of the world to the way in which I parent my children and whilst that comes with like the best of intentions I will <laughs> inflict on them um some of my own limiting beliefs some of my own you know hang-ups about what what you can and can't achieve in 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 life as you're talking about this I find it fascinating that I guess I'm imagining a child or an adult now but when they were a child they weren't really told <clears throat> to follow their dreams they were 
kind of told to go the sensible route, you know, the, the kind of typical thing that you hear. And then I'm comparing that to the last call that we had where I show up and I'm like, tell me what your biggest dream is. Let's go get it. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think, you know, the world can seem like a scary place to both children and adults um, because, you know, there are bills to play. There are, you know, like expectations of what you should and shouldn't do there's the those boxes again and I think that we quite often like as we grow up encourage children not to dream um you know like when I was a kid (laughs) I daydreamed a lot that's something like I vividly remember and then like real world comes along and it's like work hard it's like focus it's concentrate it's um you know have direction become driven possibly rather than ambitious um and whilst those two things can go together I think sometimes you experience like the expectations of the world around you as the most important thing rather than that like little voice inside you that trust that gut that says no this is the thing that I should be doing right now do you think that if back when you first contacted me about working together I would have told you that this is the stuff that we'd be working on we'd be talking about your dreams do you think you would have worked with me um me now is like fuck yes that's what I want I want to work on my dreams they're the things that matter and not like oh how do you set up like an email sequence or all the things that I thought I needed from you yeah. <laughs> um but me then didn't know that that's what I needed I I because I didn't believe in like the power of those dreams um and I think that like whilst coaching mentoring is something you know teaching even is something that I do passionately believe in you know I did it myself for a long period of time I also think that it's something that we see as like a luxury um you know even then when I said a good teacher like every child should have a good teacher all of the time but and uh, again I'm not you know rubbishing the profession but I think we see those things as like a luxury that would be nice to have and I guess in some extent to some extent they are but actually we all should have that person who is like encouraging you to dream and not from any place of like you said it to me you said I don't care if this is the thing that you go after or not I'm not invested in that but like I can see that you are um and I think I think we all need somebody who can help us do that um and I think sometimes like a parent a friend a even a teacher you know they they know us too well they're too they're too invested in that process so yeah me now I'm like yeah I want you to help me unlock those dreams dream them to their absolute wildest potential and then work out how to get there but me when I started working with you a year ago thought that I needed knowledge of like how to do a business 
so let's talk about that when you did come into mentoring yeah what was it that you needed what was it that you thought your kind of first steps were in order to move forwards well I think the thing was like having been a teacher I had never even worked in a business so I knew nothing about like <laughs> um clearly I still don't know a lot about it now because I'm struggling to come up with these things off of the top of my head of like what a business <laughs> needs but you know like sort of systems processes like legal stuff of like I didn't even have contracts and stuff like that um which sounds mad now but I was making it up as I went along uh, and I I still am to some extent um and I won't deny that like Google is my favorite tool um but I thought I needed to have the knowledge and I think what I realized from working with you is I needed to have that um like that passion and that purpose and that that ambition um and also that ability to imagine what it might be because it isn't like it now but it might be like that in the future so my business might not be the thing that I think it could be right this second but I need to be able to imagine what that's like in the future so that the work that I do right now for it is creating that final or maybe not even final version of what it looks like yeah because I mean we did some important stuff right initially we did oh, your yeah, packages yeah. and prices some of the essentials but when I look at your journey now I can see that actually a lot of the things that you've done have been big ideas that came from you and so there was no blueprint of how do I set this up and what systems do I use for this offer because the offers and I'm thinking specifically around like cheer squad that was something that you created like the, I don't know anyone else who does that and so there wasn't a how do I price this how do I set this up because you were creating it from your own ideas and so although some of that work on prices and packages and systems and stuff is important I also think when you are someone like you who has lots of ideas and passion for what you do you're going to create things that don't exist sometimes yeah and I I think you know again that's something that I'm quite proud of because I think having gone into this from like scratch from never even being in a business I think it would have been quite easy to look around at what other people were doing and go well that's the route I need to follow and I'm not going to lie to begin with that that was what I was doing you know I was on Instagram scrolling other people I was like oh VAs is that a thing I could be oh how's that different from a social media manager trying to work out like what route I could take and then I think when I was in there and I had some clients and I you know I'm in quite a privileged position whereby like I have a partner who is the main like breadwinner he pays the bills if it all fell down tomorrow I've got a career that I could go back to um you know like I, I think that that alleviates some of the fear for me um but what it meant was that I could do it in a way that worked for me because of what I realized quite quickly was like running a business is really really hard like I fell into it because I was looking for something that fitted around my life with three kids and 
like um like the pressures of of being the person at home running the family and I was like well I love running the family but I want a bit more and so initially I was looking for something that fitted around that and what I realized quite quickly is like when you run a business it goes through all of that your mind is constantly on um on your business and like whilst I can be a bit better at switching off at certain times now like sometimes when it's like cheer squad for example happened in my head when I was on holiday in Spain and it came to me then and so this illusion I'd had of like oh I'll have a business that fits around my life quickly like I realized that that wasn't what it was going to be it was going to be almost like a whole aspect of my life um and therefore like why would I create something that if it was going to be that all-encompassing was not something that I really really wanted now I remember reading a book and it talks about rather than it being work-life balance it's work-life integration and I feel like perhaps that's what you're referring to like it's not necessarily this split between one and the other actually it's you know I'm on holiday with my family right now but I've just had such a great idea that I can't wait to implement and sometimes they come hand in hand yeah I was listening to somebody on a podcast the other day and they said something similar but they said there's no work-life balance there's just life Mm -hmm. and I think that was quite powerful because um, particularly coming out of teaching where it is a profession that takes over such a large part of your life and that was one of the reasons why I came out of it um you know I can really see that you spend most of your time at work with your co-workers or when you when you work for yourself with the people who are in your network and those people become friends really quickly um if you're lucky um and the time that you spend as like downtime with your family is less than that the time my husband spends at home with me and my kids is far less than the time he spends at work with you know his co-workers and if you're not doing something that makes you feel really really good that's going to make you feel really really bad and I didn't want to create that for myself was there any um resistance when you said you were going to start a business from the people around you did like your friends and family think it was a great idea did they see it coming before you did or was it like what are you doing so one of my first clients before I had a business (laughs) was my sister-in-law um who was is she's currently on maternity leave um a coach and she was like you could do this for me will you do this for me and I think she just needed somebody to lend uh, like her a hand um, with doing some like graphics and some copy. And so I was doing it for her. And I really appreciate what she saw in me in doing that, because I think to lots of the other people in my life, I had been a teacher in the same school um, for my entire like adult career um, 
And I think that based on that evidence, for them to imagine me running a business that I've started from scratch was really, really hard. So whilst I don't think there was outward resistance, um, I mean, at the time uh, I was doing some tutoring, but I was essentially like a stay at home mum. So there was no like there was no struggle over oh do I leave this career to start up this new new thing that I've got it was it was starting it from scratch um and so whilst there wasn't resistance in that sense I think there was a lot of um surprise maybe that it was something that I was looking to do um Mm -hmm. and it was people like my sister-in-law um like a woman called Georgie at the tutoring company that I worked for, um, who gave me some writing work, who saw something in me that I maybe didn't see in myself that led me to then like go after go after it and create something. Um, weirdly, one of my friends who is like a school mum friend said to me oh yeah but you'd said to me that when you were young you always wanted to start your own business and you always had ideas and and it was something that I hadn't even really thought about but uh, it's true it's something that like I can remember thinking about and remember like starting little things with my friends and not having any skills or um like real drive to make them into anything but that's definitely something that looking back I'm like yeah if if I'd have known that it was possible, if I'd have believed that it was possible, I probably would have done it sooner. And do you think you'll run a business forever now? Well, number one, I can't ever imagine going back to working for somebody else, as in like in a full-time career where somebody else is calling all of the shots. I think that what I've created in running my own business is that I've got the sort of life that works for me um will I run a business forever um I don't know like what I realized as well when I had kids and I thought oh yeah maternity leave this will be a breeze I I realized quite quickly that I need something to keep me keep me going um so yeah I think I'll do it for a long time now I don't know if it'll always be this business. I don't know if this business will evolve. I don't know if I'll stop totally and do something totally different. But um, yeah, I think I probably will. I love the fact that you get to create your business because we talk a lot about these boxes, right? And the fact that you don't want to be kind of um, given like a label that you have to stick to or an expectation that you can't like surpass and all these things and I love that when we have our calls you can say right I feel like I'm in this box and because you work for yourself you don't have to stay in the box you get to say okay I'm in this box I'm going to get out the box and you change it and I think there's something really powerful about being able to take control of your own life when you run a business and I see you as someone who is who does it very naturally like I can't imagine you not running a business because you just seem like the perfect person to run a business. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that's how I see it too. I think I've always seen myself as creative, 
And I think if you were, you know, like, give me five words to describe you, creative would be in there somewhere. Um, but how that has looked has never really been the same. Like I did drama at university. I love art. I like to write. Like all of those things that you would call creative are also very different. But I think what I found in running a business is that I get to create something every day. Like I'm creating new offers. I create like relationships with clients. I create, you know, like the whole systems and processes, if you want to look at it like that, to be the way that I want them to be and the way that I envisage them working. And what I quite like about that is that I get to experiment as well and I get to see what does and doesn't work for me. Um, and I like the fact that in doing that, I learn a lot about myself as well. Um, I'd say probably what I've learned in the last two years about myself has like totally blown my mind of all the things I thought about myself for the previous 38. Um, and like, I love that. That's the best thing. I feel like we've talked a lot about the uh, perks of running the business, but has there been anything that has come up that has been a real challenge or difficulty that you really didn't see coming up? Um, I think the the biggest thing for me, aside from time, so <laughs> time is something that I do struggle with. I'm like a mum of three who my kids go to school half an hour away from my house. They play tennis for hours and hours a week. Um, I'm always stood at some club or another, you know, um, like supervising children. And so I'm often frustrated that I don't get the time to invest in my business that I would like. That's not saying that I don't want my family and all of those amazing things for my family. I love that too. But there is a bit of like, if I could have an extra five hours in the day, that would be brilliant. Um, but I think aside from that, the biggest thing for me is having to face up to some of the things like with my mindset that I had previously kind of like accepted um, and having to challenge those Um and kind of acknowledge that I don't know that that maybe like as human beings we're all kind of like patching ourselves up to present like a an acceptable a palatable like version of what a human is <laughs> or maybe that's just me maybe that's just <laughs> um but I think in running a business you have to face those bits that you're patching up um so like money for me is something that I had probably all my life kind of struggled with and that's not from a place of lack and I didn't have money it's from a place of I don't like to think about money I don't like to talk about money I don't like to acknowledge like the power that money can have um so I kind of was patching that up with like well I just don't open my paychecks and I don't look at my bank statements and 
I know I don't want a receipt when I get the cash out of the cash machine and okay oh there's nothing in there well I won't spend anymore or oh okay yeah like I've got some money today so I'll go and buy some stuff and I told myself that I was bad with money when the reality of that was not that I was bad with money at all I was actually very good with money what I was bad with was managing money and being honest about money um and having to face up to that you then there's obviously reasons that we get to those points in our lives and having to face up to some of the things associated with that and not just money like the other the other aspects of like I'm a little bit of a control freak and at the minute I'm you know outsourcing certain aspects of my business to other people and having to face up to the way in which you do that the way in which you manage other people the way in which you lead other people you know it means you're having to face up to all of the stuff that's led you to being that sort of person in the first place um and that's it's not always easy <laughs> it's very rewarding and i love it at the end when i come out the other side but i mean it's no secret that <laughs> I cry almost every time we have a call. Um, <laughs> and I've just come to accept that now as like, well, that's going to happen. That's part of it. But it's tough. How do you deal with those things? So using the two examples of previously kind of not wanting to look at your money, but having to now in the business and also the kind of challenges around hiring people, like how do you overcome those things? And what do you do now in your business to make sure that you manage people well and that you also look at your numbers well like number one having you or having another person I mean it's always going to be you but having another person that you can face up to those things alongside makes it easier because you've got somebody who is viewing that situation externally and not just the voices in your own head that are telling you like the worst possible things or the best possible things, but in a very subjective manner, having somebody who is objective and who can like remind you to go easy on yourself if you're being too hard or um, guide you to do it in a way that is not going to create like a lot of pain for yourself Um is something that if I didn't have it in place, I wouldn't have a business now. Or I wouldn't have a business that looks like the successful business I see myself having right now. Um, So that for me is just like a total non-negotiable. I think when it comes to, for example, money, like I still find money really, really hard. Um, that hasn't changed overnight but I can see that the actions I have taken in challenging that have got me better results and so it's kind of like a cumulative thing that over time like I did a kind of back in back in October I did like a strategy session and I was planning and I just like while we were looking at money I was just pretending that I was looking at money I was just like nodding and writing some numbers down I was not looking at money but then that made me realize that that was really really scary to not know those figures and 
as a result, I then faced up to it like incrementally, like a little bit here, a little bit there. And then last month, so February, I did a similar strategy session and I could tell you the numbers off the top of my head. And seeing that change and reflecting on that progress, whilst I'm still not where I want to be with my relationship with money, I can see that the actions are getting me closer and closer to that goal. Um, And like, that's what I would have said to somebody as a teacher, you know, if they were like, well, I need to get a grade C in English, but it's currently an F or I'm never going to get there. And I'm like, yeah, but your F is better than last week when you, you know, didn't even answer the question. I, I would be able to do that for somebody else. And I think I've had to employ that same reflective strategy in order to give myself credit for how far I have come when it feels difficult or when I feel frustrated that I'm not where I want to be yet um and yeah the same the same is true with like outsourcing things to other people like the first time you do something you're never going to get it spot on perfect but in making those mistakes you learn the lessons from it and then if you're doing a good job you can um you know do a better job next time I think this is it's really powerful but like you say it's one of those things that's easier said than done right and I think one of the great things about having worked together for such a long time like I can see the journey that you've been on Mm. um and so I can help point things out and be like, well, yeah, but don't forget where we were like just six weeks ago, never mind six months ago. Um, but I think when you're running a business and you're by yourself a lot, especially if you're just at home, for example, like yeah. being able to see that progression is really hard and we can be so hard on ourselves. And I think sometimes you can tell yourself like, oh, I'm not growing or I'm not where I want to be, or I'm trying to get these 10K months and I'm stuck at two. And it feels like you're not moving and you're almost stuck in the mud. And sometimes I think you need that external person whether that is a mentor or coach or friend or I don't know someone who you work with in business to reflect back to you like actually let's take away the emotion for a minute and look at where you have come from because there's always growth there I think it's just hard to see in the moment so I remember talking to you about like zooming out and when you're so zoomed in on I don't know like today is Wednesday morning I need to get this thing off my to-do list I need to go and run to the post office like you don't see the growth because you're so zoomed in and actually if you zoom out further it's much easier to see where you've come from. Yeah, I I definitely feel that. And I think it's also practicing that with yourself, like actively practicing that in the good times and not just when you need it. So like, for example, this week, like I haven't posted on Instagram at all. And the bit in my head is like, oh my God, you idiot. You'd got really good at posting frequently and you were seeing real growth from that. And that was excellent. And now you've just thrown that all away. Like that's the voice in my head that I could choose to listen to. But I have to practice listening to the other voice that is like, okay, you haven't shown up on Instagram this week. However, you have recorded a podcast, you have hosted your cheer squad session, you've like worked with your new one-to-one client, which is the next area in your business that you want to grow. You're actually taking actions to move forward. And it's that zooming out that allows you to see the bigger picture, because I think you can very, very easily get caught up in 
all the stuff that you haven't done or all the like the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Um, and you can fill that with essentially to do's like, oh, I need to do this thing. I need to do this thing. And it's not until you zoom out and reflect on like the bigger picture and practice doing that, like almost daily, that you can really prioritize the things that actually matter rather than just filling it up with to do's of like, I need to post on Instagram every day. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think this leads us on quite nicely to my final question, which is what is next for you? And you can answer this in terms of what's next for the business, but also you could answer this in terms of what's next for you as a person. So in terms of the business, I um, think what what's next is still a little bit unclear for me. I've recently kind of come to the conclusion that I needed to split my business in two and have the I manage your social media account in one place and have the I work with you to do brilliant social media in another place I think for a long time I'd been trying to force those two things together to fit nicely into that box and now I've let them kind of spread um, I don't know what exactly that is going to look like in the future but I know that my next steps for my business and the growth that I am going to see lies in there I think that also kind of links to um, me personally, because I think we've discussed like a lot of the the things I love that I don't do. So, for example, I love to paint um, and I have like stopped myself from doing that. And I told myself, you know, you can't be an artist. You have to work really hard. That's not a job. That's like a hobby you know all of those things so that now I'm at the point where like I almost don't ever do that um whether or not that is going to become my job I don't know but I have realized there is something in there that is part of like my dream for what my life would look like if we're ditching that whole like there's work and there's life and viewing it that there's just life it's got to feature in there somewhere so I think that like what's next for me I'm not totally sure on right now. And that feels quite scary to say because I'm someone who really, really likes a plan. Um, but I think I'm kind of stepping into that like trust that I will know the right thing to do right now to move me in the direction of where I want to go. And that's true for both like the business and that way in which the business fits into my life and my other areas of interest. Um, that feels like terrifying to say because I want to be able to give you like a nice answer of like I'm going to do this but um, it also feels quite like freeing to say because well because I'm not stepping into the box. Yeah and I love that answer and I really want to just highlight that what you just said there is massive for you and anyone listening to this obviously is basing you on this conversation if they don't know you otherwise but having known you for quite a while even the fact that you just said out loud on a podcast that you might <laughs> try the artist route is huge because I feel like that's been one of those dreams for you where it's like 
every now and again it whispers like hey we could be an artist and you're like shut up no we're doing a sensible option and it's been one of those things you've kind of coming back to the boxes you put it in a box and I feel like you've not only taken the lid off the box but you're kind of saying out loud like I'm actually going to give this a go and it doesn't necessarily have to be my new career I don't know what it's going to be but I'm actually going to allow myself to explore the thing that I haven't allowed myself to explore and that's massive yeah I like haven't even told my family that so I'm now saying on your podcast (laughs) (laughs) you're very privileged (laughs) I have to get them to listen (laughs) (laughs) well I'm excited for whatever is next for you and like whatever that ends up being whether that is that you are an artist or whether you continue running this business or something else altogether like you I I know that you've got that passion to make it work whatever it is so I'm always excited for you um and hopefully in another six months we can get you back on the podcast and see what you've been up to yeah well I have got that forever forever package with you right <laughs> I love that I love that you're just like how, how much do I have to pay to have you in my life forever? <laughs> oh, it's a sign of a good relationship yeah <laughs> Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I know you've already spoke to me this week. You'll be sick of me. No, never. (laughs) Well, thank you. No, thank you. I really appreciate you uh, letting me come on.